Hello, and welcome to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Brian the Boom Corgan, joined as always by Andrew the Diabetic Dynamo Dobes and Brendan the Producer Pika. Hey, yo. Guys, it is our week eight recap episode. How did week eight treat you guys? Very well. I had DK. That, you know, of the five That's people who did well this week, uh, that was definitely one of the yeah, people I wish I had. I mean, had. I won the game with Carson Wentz Ugh. and Deontay Johnson, Oof. but I had DK, so it was okay. Yeah, made up for it. I don't need anyone else on my team. <laughs> oh man, that is true. And Brendan, I know you are in a heated Monday night uh, yeah, it's, just, it's another Monday night close one, so uh, I'll get it's back stressful. to you on that one. Yeah, man, <laughs> it's stressing well, out over here. Fantasy <laughs> is keeping it interesting for sure. Uh, week eight, there were a lot of losers, but perhaps none bigger than our very own Andrew, the diabetic dynamo himself. All right, uh, you lost our game predictor competition again. Seven yeah. one. Yeah, uh, and just to be clear, in mm-hmm. case we I think we brushed over it a little too quickly, um, I yes have won seven, yes, and you have won yeah. one week. It's so, still possible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a chance, uh, but man, your your window's really closing, and I you, just have to really suck moving you know forward. The reason I didn't that pick you're the Dolphins bad. this week. <laughs> I didn't pick the Dolphins every week. I keep saying it. Yeah, I I. The only time I've won this year was because I picked the Dolphins to win it. Why don't I just do that every week? There you, you go. You never well, pick the Dolphins. Dolphins yeah. are always winning. I mean, yeah. what's I'm just well, now, now I know your strategy. Right yeah. <laughs> oh, they're, man. they're not going to win next week. No. <laughs> the Cardinals. No. Oh, man. Well, Andrew, there are yes. some significant injuries that did occur. Uh, so Big I will time. let you do a brief recap and uh, a summation of week eight injuries. Yes, so there's six players uh, that I want to focus on here. Jonathan Taylor uh, had an injury during the middle of the game. Um, it's an ankle injury. He's questionable for next week. That's why we saw a lot of Jordan Wilkins and a lot of Naeem Hines. So uh, very unfortunate for Jonathan Taylor there. It looks like it's he, he should be good for next week against Baltimore. Uh, but we'll find out later in our preview episode. Daryl Henderson. Uh, left week eight with a thigh injury. He was questionable to return. He didn't. Uh, so he will be questionable moving forward this week uh, going up against Seattle. So we'll let you know there. Kenny Galladay will not play week nine against the Minnesota Vikings. Had a hip injury. He will be most likely placed on the IR. Uh, so look out for that. There is some... Maybe we'll talk about him in this episode, but we'll talk about uh, other options in this receiving game in the preview episodes later this week. Uh, T.Y. Hilton is injured. I don't. I, this is a player I don't know if we want to talk about a lot, but it looks like he's going to be out for next week. So Michael Pittman, who just came back from injury, should be more involved. I don't know. Uh, and then George Kittle and Jimmy Garoppolo uh, are most likely headed to the IR as well. So. Big hits for the San Francisco 49ers. Kittle will miss time. Jimmy Garoppolo will miss time. So those are yeah. all the big ones. Yeah, those are pretty significant. And um, we will absolutely help prepare you with our week nine re or week nine preview episode preview, yeah. uh, later this week because there are some serious fantasy implications. 
Uh, and Andrew, we can just jump right into, uh, really, we're going to break down the p- players who won beast mode and the players who performed least mode. Uh, let's start with beast mode. I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, feeling good. Uh, I will start Devonte yep. Adams versus Minnesota. Three touchdowns, 12 targets. Uh, even though it wasn't a win, uh, I think Devonte Adams is clearly the wide receiver one in fantasy football. And I don't think there's anybody really close to who I'd want over him. Uh, I mean, what do you think? Uh, uh, over like, what fantasy player would you like over Devonte Adams? What wide receiver? Right. That's the question. I would still go DK. That's stupid. You're a moron. That is or, so actually, stupid. DK and D Hop. Those are the two. Those are the two. I am just seething with rage. D Hop is D Hop is legit. I I do understand that. That one you can't argue. DK, I can I mean, see I, the I can argue, but yeah, wow. All right. Well, Andrew, you just yep. ticked me right off the bat. So, oh, I know. Yeah, uh, Devontae Adams would be uh, my nomination for first Beast I mean, Mode player he's of the week. Top three, no doubt. He's top three. But. I'm just so mad at you. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, my next player, or I guess my first player, uh, is quarterback philip rivers i like to go with kind of fringe players philip rivers had a a good week that's two good matchups in a row uh he got three touchdowns this week 262 yards not a lot of yardage but no turnovers this week that was huge uh so he's kind of growing on me he does have a tough matchup next week against baltimore um but he's kind of rising up the ranks yeah i dig it that's a good one uh, and I know I just gave you heat for DK Metcalf, but yes, he went beast mode this week. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, versus San Francisco, 15 targets, 161 yards, two touchdowns. You know, I remember when he was getting drafted and people were, they kept finding reasons to not like him. He is just a beast. One of the big criticisms was people just weren't sure if he'd be able to get more proficient as a route runner mm-hmm. if he's going to have that polished aspect of his game it don't matter dk's big dk's fast dk smash uh nice. he went ham he is a beast he is absolutely in the top 10 conversation and for some people like yourself he is in the conversation top for top three yep. uh dk metcalf is a beast i love it uh i keep accidentally calling him decaf which is pretty funny so if anything, just, he's caffeinated. Yeah, he's, exactly. But uh, that uh, that might slip out in later episodes. I'm going to go with a running back and the obvious one's Delvin Cook, but I'm going to mix it up. I'm going to stick with Seattle. I'm going to go DJ Dallas, the rookie. Ooh, big one. Uh, Chris Carson was out. Carlos Hyde was out. It was Homer and Dallas and Dallas kind of took over 18 carries, 41 rushing yards, a rushing touchdown, but also caught the ball five times. For a touchdown, I did not expect this performance out of DJ Dallas. Uh, it even I, I said even with Homer Dallas, I didn't think was going to have a lot of value, but I was wrong. He had a very very good week, and if Carson or Carlos Hyde are out again, DJ Dallas will be a top performer. And that's Dallas. And that's uh, Dallas. You did mention uh, obviously Dalvin Cook. We should mention it. Uh, Dalvin Cook went absolutely ham this week against the pitiful Green Bay Packer rush defense. Uh, Dalvin Cook had 226 yards and four Jesus. touchdowns. 
Uh, yeah, that's an absolutely dominant performance. And as much as I like to tease Dalvin Cook and the Vikings, he has established himself as, I think, a top five running back in this league. Uh, Dalvin Cook, yeah. have yourself a week eight. Huge. Uh, we'll stick with running backs. I'm going to go with the stash. Not Gardner Minshew. I'm going with <laughs> Giovanni Bernard. It's a good one. Two great performances after taking over Joe Mixon's role. Mixon's out with an injury. Uh, obviously, Giovanni Bernard, 15 carries, 62 yards, and a rushing touchdown, as well as three receptions for 16 yards and a receiving touchdown. Honestly, Giovanni Bernard starting is better than Joe Mixon starting this season, which is just a terrifying stat. So if you have Mixon, you got to pick up Bernard. It's probably a little too late for that right now. But Bernard uh, has, is just the top performer if Mixon is out. Yeah, that's a great one. Bernard has been stellar. Uh, my next beast mode is Zach Moss, who against yep. New England had 14 rushes for 81 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, the backfield work, it was still pretty split with Devin Singletary, uh, but Zach Moss is the preferred option in the red zone. And in a high-powered high offense, uh, that's a valuable role. So Zach Moss, you know, even though he's not somebody you can feel all that comfortable with and not all that confident in starting, you can do a lot worse. He is widely available on waivers. And I think in a pinch, he's worth a shot. Now, like I said, a, a high-octane offense, he is the red zone guy. And you saw it against New England, he is getting the opportunities. Two Absolutely. touchdowns, 81 yards put in some work hey speaking of new england my next player damian harris the running back uh he's the clear number one here this is a crappy offense and damian harris is looking like the only valuable player here uh i definitely need to eat more crow and and i i said earlier that Dam damian harris probably doesn't have a lot of value right now maybe yep. only in in dynasty leagues for for the future but Man, 16 carries, 102 yards, and a touchdown against the Buffalo defense, which has a very good rushing defense. Uh, he, Like I said, he was a clear number one. 16 carries for Harris, only six for Rex Burkhead. Um, yeah, he's he's the guy as long as Sony Michelle's out. And even if Sony Michelle comes back, I, I like Harris over Michelle. So he definitely went beast mode. Yeah, that's a great one. Uh, sticking with running backs, I think I should mention... Justin Jackson, the rookie running back for the Chargers against Denver. He had 20 total touches for 142 total yards. Uh, he was a workhorse in this game. He looked so much better than Joshua Kelly uh, with the work he did get, and he showed up in a big way. Uh, no touchdown. That would have been great, but that was not in the cards this week. Um, but he looked great with the work he got. And if this Chargers offense does choose to lean on one running back, that would be a very valuable role. So Justin Jackson Justin Jackson made the most of his opportunity, and he's somebody I'm really excited about who had a big performance in Week 8. Nice. All right. Uh, I'm switching to the WRs, the wide receivers. I'm going to go with, out of Tennessee, Corey Davis. Fourth best wide receiver this week. Uh, he's a good free agent signing as well, only owning 36% of leagues. He caught eight balls. For 128 yards and a touchdown. I said it last week. Corey Davis plays better when A.J. Brown is on the field. And this just proved it. Since A.J. Brown has come back, Corey Davis has had his best two weeks of the season. Targeted 10 times in both these games. He's uh, he's dependable when he doesn't have COVID. 
Uh, and he's definitely one of Ryan Tannehill's favorite targets. So Corey Davis has been the, he's the best receiver. Uh, this game was the best receiver last game. So definitely went beast mode. I like it. Uh, another big performer from the wide, wide receiver realm is Brandon Ayuk versus Seattle. Uh, this is somebody we were really excited about going into week eight, and he delivered 91 yards and a touchdown. Uh, everybody's getting hurt. Everybody on the team, in the bleachers, coaches, everybody getting hurt for this 49ers team. Brandon Ayuk was a healthy person, and he got the work and performed. He was a healthy person. Yeah, I mean, and uh, really, that's kind of all it's taking right now. Yeah, um, yeah Jimmy G is out. Debo Samuel is out. George Kittle is out. Ayuk is going to soak in those targets. Have yourself a good week eight. Nice. All right. I am going to go with the third best wide receiver for this week. Not DK Metcalf, not Devontae Adams. Robert Woods is the third best. He is had a very solid season. We just haven't really talked about him too much. He's one of those players. He's not flying under the radar, but he's just kind of doing what we expected of him, which is a fringe top 10 player. Uh, the Rams kind of looked not so great this week. They fell to the Dolphins, but Robert Woods looked amazing. Seven receptions, 85 yards and a touchdown. Also ran the ball for a touchdown. If this is how Robert Woods performs when the Rams are losing, the Rams should lose more often because this is a great performance. Uh, just like I said, third best uh, this week. Very good game. Uh, he's kind of the guy they go to when, when they need to score points, and they showed it here. Yeah, no, that's a great pick, and that was one of my beast modes as well. Uh, my final beast mode player of the day is Mike Williams versus Denver. 99 total yards and a touchdown. Uh, a little bit of a fair warning, even though he did perform well in week eight. Uh, this looks... You know, and I don't want to put too much praise on Herbert and this Chargers offense, uh, but similar to the Chiefs offense, there's just so much slinging to so many different types of players. Uh, Mike Williams was the beneficiary this week, um, but it really does seem to change on a lark. Uh, you know, Mahomes has his go to guy Hill and outside of that, it's kind of a crapshoot. And I think that seems to be what Herbert has going on with Keenan and everybody else seems to be a crapshoot. So Mike Williams, take the W. He was great in week eight. Uh, moving forward, it is going to be a roller coaster and a shot in the dark. Nice. Hey, that was uh that was one of mine as well. So I got one more left. Jared Cook, tight end for New Orleans. Uh he was second behind Elvin Kamara, the running back, in receiving yards this game. He had 51 receiving yards, five receptions, one TD. He was only targeted, uh, not only, I should say. He was targeted <laughs> seven times. That's really good. Um, with, with the Saints receiving core absolutely in the bin, uh, and it doesn't look like they're going to get any better for week nine, Jared Cook is, is a top, tight, top 10 tight end, no doubt. Uh, going up against the Bucks next week, and if you saw what he did week one, 80 yards, season high, receiving yards for Jared Cook. Uh, I like him now, and I like him moving forward. Human beast mode. Yeah, that's a great one. That wraps up our beast mode players. Over to the least mode category. Wow, These are wow. players. We... Andrew, that was we really need, good. That's we need exactly... a sound effects board. We need yeah. a, we need 
yeah, it's yeah these, these are players who let us down, players who went least mode. I'll start with somebody who hurt me personally, Dallas Ooh. Goddard. Ooh. Uh, activated off of IR, announced he would play. He was somebody I was excited about. I thought he would immediately step in and make an impact. Uh, that was not the case. We did see Carson Wentz show some love to his tight end position, but the beneficiary was not Dallas Goddard. He caught one pass for 15 yards. I am still very excited about him moving forward this season, as long as Ertz is out. Uh, but I think he just needs some more time to get healthy and get right. So, man, hurt me in week eight. Yep. Uh, I'm going to stick with that same team. You just mentioned him. Carson Wentz, quarterback for Philadelphia Eagles. Come on, man. You're going up against Dallas. We all said he was going to have a good week. He put up record low numbers uh, for passing yards. This is the least amount of passing yards this season for Carson Wentz. Did put up two two TDs, but also two interceptions and two fumbles. That turnover rate is terrible. You're going up against Dallas. You should be scoring big numbers. This should have been the best week this season but he didn't perform uh i did like the looks of jalen rager and travis fulgham that was great but the turnovers to touchdown ratio was god awful so carson wentz if you can't do it against dallas i don't know if you can do it against <laughs> anyone so he went least mode yeah those are some daniel jones numbers right there oh it's terrible uh my next least mode player is darren waller versus the browns Five passes for only 28 yards. That is a gross stat line, even for a tight end. Uh, this was just a gross game in general. The weather was horrific, and Darren Waller just wasn't able to put together a big game. But I blame the weather. I blame Derek Carr, like I do anyway. Uh, you know, better days are ahead. Waller is still a stud. It just was not in the game plan in week eight. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. Uh, I'm going to go with another top performer in that position. You did Darren Waller. I'm going to go with quarterback again, Lamar Jackson out of Baltimore. Um, someone, someone asked me earlier before the week started, Lamar Jackson or Joe Burrow. And I said, Joe Burrow going up against the Pittsburgh defense is a tough matchup. Uh, and Jackson proved it 208 and eight throwing yards, two TDs, but again, two interceptions. Two fumbles, just like Carson Wentz. Ooh, not great. Uh, and Jackson just kind of didn't look like himself out there. Like, stats aside, he was just, he was struggling. He would, he would try to throw the ball. No one was open. He'd run the ball for about two yards. They, they had him on lockdown. So this is what we expected of Lamar Jackson this week going up against this top defense. But man, yeah, he, he went least mode. Yeah, that's a great one. Um, next up, I have Andrew. Is there an example of something being very hyped and just really making you sad? Josh the example Gordon. that comes to mind for me is Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Oh, I don't I actually don't even think that's the name of it, but Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. We'll simplify yeah. it. I am a huge Indiana Jones nerd, and. I saw the new Indiana Jones movie coming out. I was so excited to see it. It had all the right pieces. It was supposed to be good. And it, it made me hate myself. And it made me hate George Lucas <laughs> and Steven Spielberg and okay. Indiana Jones. Uh, in week eight, Rashad Higgins, the wide receiver for the Browns. Nice. He was everybody's hot pickup 
Um, with Odell Beckham Jr. being out, Rashard Higgins had a great week in week seven. Everybody expected him to follow it up with a big performance, being a focal point of this offense, and people were hoping he would step into Odell Beckham Jr.'s shoes. He did not. He fell flat. One pass for 14 yards in week eight. He is not Odell Beckham Jr. Baker Mayfield is not a great quarterback, and this was a rough week for a Mr. Rashard Higgins, the waiver wire letdown of the week. You talked about Justin Jackson going beast mode. We're going to flip it. I'm going to go Joshua Kelly in least mode. Um, it, I, I didn't like this run game because I didn't know who's the number one. We saw it. Justin Jackson was the number one. Tremaine Pope was number two. Joshua Kelly was number three. Justin Jackson outcarried Joshua Kelly uh, by 10, had way more yards, way better production. Joshua Kelly only 32 rushing yards, one reception for negative seven yards. That's not great either. But, man, only getting the ball seven times. He's getting the ball less and less. He's less involved. Joshua Kelly, he he's almost not fantasy relevant anymore. So, yeah, yeah it's uh, least mode. Yeah, well, you know, the bright side of that Chargers offense in week eight, at least one of the guys had a good week. For the yeah. Lions team <laughs> in week eight, <laughs> their two leading running backs both sucked eggs. Adrian Peterson and DeAndre Swift combined for 35 total yards versus the Colts in week eight uh, and laid a huge stinker. AP and Swift, oh man, I I was fading AP for sure. I yep. thought Swift could be able to piece together a nice day. Me too. Uh, but it was a rough day for the Lions as a unit. I still really like Swift moving forward, and he is uh, the clear running back one in this offense. Even though Carrion Johnson scored the touchdown, uh, I do think Swift is the back to own and moving forward should be a very strong bet for high end running back three, low end running back two. I agree. I agree with you there. I like Swift. Just a just a tough week. Uh, let's go into some big names here. Let's go Ezekiel Elliott. Ooh, that's a good one. He was on my big list. Names. Dallas Cowboys running back. Uh, you can look. You can look at his game log and look at how many points he scored each week. Uh, and you can really see where he drops off. He goes from twenty-three points to twelve points. No Dak Prescott, six points, and then eight points. Just, just garbage. Uh, he's still getting the same amount of production, or I guess I should say the same amount of carries. But man, he's he's just not doing anything. But he's not involved in the receiving game. Only one reception. Uh, each game in the last two games 45 rushing yards 63 rushing yards i mean he's really fallen off here so he's going up against pittsburgh next week not looking forward to that <laughs> just uh yeah yep didn't know that yeah uh he's going up against pittsburgh and then a bye week so man just least mode for yeah zeke. yeah that's a good one uh fun fact about zeke he has uh, rushed for a total of 157 rushing yards in the last three weeks combined last three weeks so, so those are the three uh, weeks without yeah. Dak. yep not great Ugh, uh, andrew that's a great pick uh oh, i will you. throw out another running back backfield uh the chiefs running backs that, that was my next one there you go Le'Veon bell and ceh uh really let everybody down this week um you know it's supposed to be Le'Veon bell's revenge game and it was not uh, I mean, the Jets absolutely got their 
butts handed to them. Uh, but it was not because of Le'Veon Bell. Bell, it was because Patrick Mahomes is a beast. So Bell and CEH, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, man, did not show up, were not uh. needed, and did not punish the lowly Jets. That was a letdown in what should have been a terrific matchup. Absolutely. Yep, that was uh, one of mine. So I'll move on to the next one. Uh, we're going to go with the Goose Egg Player of the Week. Oh. Nelson Aguilar. Okay. That's right. For, okay, first off. What? what? I said I was so fading an Algalore going into this week. You did. And I, Brendan, I don't know. I feel like I'm remembering getting a lot of heat from Andrew about how much I was fading on Aguilar. Oh, I didn't give, I didn't give a lot of heat. I could there, be, was, there was a little bit of heat. Yes. I could be imagining um, this, but I was major hard fade and Andrew was giving me grief. No. That's a goose egg, my friend. I didn't give you grief. I said that I said that he's probably not going to produce as well now that Ruggs is coming back. I have it in my notes. I say, quote, Bryant, you idiot. Nelson Aguilar <laughs> no is going to be the top wide receiver in yeah, week eight. Definitely so, said that. Uh, put that in your I, pipe. I did, I did say, I, I will say, I did still have <laughs> faith in Aguilar, uh, and I had him as a low-end flex going into this game just because I like the matchup. But, man, uh, did not deliver only... Two targets, zero receptions, zero touchdowns, zero points overall. Uh, it was really not not a lot in the receiving game. Honestly, it was all Josh Jacobs that game. Um, yeah, they just the Browns kind of shut the entire receiving core down. Hunter Renfro got a touchdown, but really not much else. So Aguilar coming off of a couple of great weeks, you know, hundred plus with a touchdown, really let me down this week. Uh, I still really like Aguilar. <laughs> I do think he's yeah. becoming a, a really nice player. Uh, and I, I would attribute this week eight performance to the weather. Uh, and I will continue to blame Derek Carr for everything. So, yeah, uh, yeah no, that's a great call out for Aguilar. Uh, do, do you remember when he was with Philly? And yeah. uh, there was a local news story about a man who caught a child who jumped out of a burning building. And he made a comment like, at least I'm not Nelson Aguilar, so I didn't drop him. (laughs) It is a very good interview, and Aguilar is a wonderful sport. He bought tickets for that gentleman to go to an Eagles game. That's good. Yes, that Aguilar has a special spot in my heart for that. So good humor. Sounds like a good guy. Uh, My next least mode player is Giannu Smith versus Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland is a very beatable secondary. Uh, and, you know, honestly, Tannehill has been on a tear lately. So I was expecting Janu Smith to have a bounce back game versus Cincinnati. But that was not the case. Janu Smith versus Cincinnati. Uh, two catches for only 29 yards. Man, uh, this was a disappointing one, but it's the tight end landscape. You know, if you don't score a touchdown, it is a downer. You know, he ended up with just about the same amount of yardage as Darren Waller who, you know, everybody agrees is a pretty stellar tight end. So it's gross. I think you can stick with Smith. I do think he is a top 12 tight end. Uh, I think it's just an icky game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. That's a couple bad weeks in a row for Johnny Smith. So uh, my next one, I don't know how much of this is a cop-out or not, but I'm just going to go out and say it. Amari Cooper. Is it a cop out? Is that too much of a cop out? Oh man. He went least mode, one reception, five yards. Uh 
I would have thought with the questionable quarterback situation, they would go to their all-star. And they didn't. <laughs> they really didn't. Um, Michael Gallup was the one who got most of the receptions and most of the targets, and then tight end Dalton Schultz. So uh, Cooper is is benched for me. Um, I'm not going to say droppable yet. I have actually have seen him uh, dropped in a couple of leagues, but man, yeah, he is he's benchworthy for me now. He is not even making my starting lineup. Terrible I have, performance. I have never had as much fun in a victory lap as I do with Amari Cooper. It's all right. I, I get a victory lap every week with Cole Beasley, so it's okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know. Yeah, you know what? Okay. That's, that's well, the it's same just thing. I love Amari Cooper so much that me talking bad about him just feels gross. Yeah, no, I can certainly see that. It's like talking bad about your own child. Yeah, it's just just can't. Oh, it hurts on the inside. It hurts. It's okay. Next year will yep. be better. Fingers crossed. Sure. My final least mode player is Tyler Lockett versus San Francisco. After setting the earth on fire in week seven, he cratered in week eight. 33 receiving yards. Uh, DK Metcalf was the sure. bell of the ball. Uh, Metcalf got 15 targets and left crumbs for Tyler Lockett. So that's how it goes. You know, he will win you a week, one week, and then punch in the nuts the following. If you have Lockett, you're starting him. Uh, defenses can't stop both of these wide receivers. Whoever they focus on, the other one will blow up. I think that's just part and parcel of having. One of these guys we saw with DK last week, he had a down week and he returned with a earth shattering performance. So I'm not looking into it. It just stinks to be a locket owner. And I look forward to the next time he blows up. Good one. My final one is one of my, uh, unfortunately one of my favorite up and coming wide receivers. Cole I Beasley. think the reason <laughs> what's up. Cole, Cole Beasley. Beasley. He's up and coming. The 31 year old. He's up and coming. It's not Cole Beasley. Um, and I think I like this receiver so much because he reminds me of Amari Cooper. Oh my God. Amari, think about it. It's Deontay Johnson. He's had a roller coaster of a season. He put, puts up almost 30 points and then comes back with 1.6 this week. Terrible. One reception, six yards. That is it. That's all he did this week. Only targeted three times compared to last week's 15. Um, I expected only one Steeler player to perform this week and i guess it was chase claypool with the touchdown uh i was hoping it would be deontay johnson it definitely wasn't i don't know <laughs> what to do with this situation because he he's he can put up great numbers on a good day but it'll hit you with a almost zero on a bad so i don't know high ceiling low floor i don't know what to think of the situation all i know is that he wouldn't least smoke yeah that is a good one uh, andrew that rounds out our beast mode and least mode and we can end our podcast with three waiver players we are targeting. Uh, I will go first with yes. Marvin Jones. He is 49% owned, and we have written him off as dead to us this season. Uh, but that was before Kenny Galladay was hurt and potentially out. In Galladay's absence this past week, Marvin Jones scored two touchdowns. And that is something Jones is very good at. We have seen that over the years. Although I do think he's over the hill, I cannot argue the fact that he played really well this past week. And with Galladay being out, he should get all of the opportunities to continue to do that. So 
I do think he's roster worthy. Absolutely. 49% owned. Those numbers should be bumped up. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. I'm going to go with another wide receiver. We're going to go Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel out of the Carolina Panthers, only rostered in 37% of leagues. Uh, he's had three good weeks in a row, three fantasy-relevant weeks in a row. I was waiting and waiting and waiting for a chance for him to, to be involved in this offense. Couldn't wait any longer. Traded him. And now he puts up two touchdowns. Unbelievable. But uh, he was targeted only five times. So he's not like the top receiver on the team. That belongs to DJ Moore. Uh, and Robbie Anderson really is that big play type of guy. But Curtis Samuel, I feel like this game, he kind of showed that he he can be involved in this offense. So it's a questionable one. But he's involved in the run game and in the receiving game. And you got to love it. So Curtis Samuel. Yeah, that's a great one. Uh, next up, I have another wide receiver, Jalen Rager of the Eagles. He came off of IR and played very well this game. Six targets for a touchdown as well as a two-point conversion. Uh, only 24% owned. You know, the Eagles have to throw to somebody. Alshon Jeffrey is apparently hurt as always. Dallas Goddard is still apparently coming back from an injury. Fulgham, Fulgham, Fulham. Fulgham. Fulgham. Yep. I always struggle with that name. He is right. locked and loaded as this team's wide receiver one, uh, but I do think there will be value for Jalen Rager moving forward, and he is absolutely something. He is somebody I am paying attention to moving forward. Jalen Rager, I think, is absolutely roster worthy. It's a good one. Uh, so good that that was one of my picks, so I'll move Ooh. on to my last one, which might be your pick. Uh, running back out of Buffalo, Zach Moss. 14 carries for 81 yards and two TDs. Uh, very good performance out of him against a, a decent defense in New England. So on a good matchup, like next week he plays Seattle, I like that matchup. I would go Zach Moss. Um, Devin Singletary did get the same amount of carries and I guess five more rushing yards than Zach Moss. But... Zach Moss was the goal line guy. He was the one getting all the touchdowns, which means he is better for fantasy than Devin Singletary. Um, I just really liked his performance this week. He's only owned in 36% of leagues, so definitely pick him up right now if you're able to. Man, Andrew, get out of my head. He was my final player. We were on the same wavelength, my friend. Exactly. Uh, here's a question for you. I feel like it was kind of slim pickings this week with regards to waiver wire options. It, not, it really was. Not really any breakup performances or major storylines or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple that I was thinking about that I could do, but I like Corey Davis is only owned at 36%, but we've talked about him before in this segment. Yeah. Um, DJ Dallas... Once Carson comes back, he's irrelevant, and Carson is questionable for this week. Like, there, there's all these players, like Naeem Hines had a good week. But really, do we want to, like, he doesn't make the list for me, because once Jonathan Taylor's back from injury, I'm, I don't know. It's, like, I think you're right. There is so many, like, there's not, there's not a lot of players. There's nothing. Yeah, yeah, well... Andrew, with that analysis, that rounds out our week eight recap episode. Uh, Everybody, thank you so much for listening. We do greatly appreciate it. If we can ask a small favor, 
if you can, please leave us a review or rating on whatever platform it is you're using to listen to us. We would greatly appreciate it. And on the day you are listening to this, it will most likely be voting day in the United States, presidential election. Uh, We don't care who you vote for, but please vote. It is your right. And as Andrew likes to say, if you do not vote, you do not get to complain about the current state of things. Can't complain. Can't complain unless you vote. That's the rule. Uh, Everybody, thank you so much. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your energy. And we will catch you later this week for the week nine preview episode.